Welcome to the Journey to a Million podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Walker. This podcast is about my personal journey from being $25,000 in debt to getting to a million dollars of net worth by the age of 43. Follow along with my journey, implement the ideas, and let's do it together. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's get started. What's up out there, guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Journey to a Million podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Walker. Today is October 21st, 2021, and uh, we are now going into week seven of the Investing versus Sports Betting Challenge. It's been a great week, to say the least, for crypto. Uh, We had Bitcoin hit an all-time high, almost 67,000 on Tuesday, and I think it was Tuesday, yesterday, I think. Um, yeah, it was what yesterday, my bad. And then retracing just a little bit uh, today. And, you know, it's just been a long time coming because, you know, I've only been in this for about a year and a half. Um, I got in, like we talked about in previous episodes, about the end of the last bull run, which was 2017 to 2018. Um, but I was a little too late. And I didn't know what I was doing at that point. So, you know, I got back into it about a year and a half ago. And with all the stuff that's been going on with the economy and just overspending in the government and uh, weakening value of the dollar, um, stimulus printing, stuff like that, it's just kind of been a catalyst for this growth of Bitcoin. And it definitely had a big correction from, you know, um, March until, you know, a couple a month or two ago. Uh, But we definitely have gone back now and started this new uh, zone of discovery into all-time highs. So I'm ready for some of the altcoins to have uh, their their moves. And Ethereum starting off with a move over 4,000, and hopefully all the altcoins will definitely catch up um, and get back closer to their all-time highs. Alt-time highs, I guess. Uh, But yeah, so uh, looking in the investing versus sports betting challenge, you know, um, we had about five games last week. We scaled down. We had an amazing week six or my bad. We're going into week eight. I had my weeks wrong. Okay. Um, so yeah, week six, week seven, no, sorry. Week six, we went six and oh, and we went from minus five Oh five to minus two Oh five, which was amazing. And then going into week seven, we had five total games we were taking, so we started off with the Bucks at the Eagles, and the Bucks were minus seven, and they won twenty-eight to twenty-two. But we made that minus or pick with the teaser, and then the Rams at the Giants—that was an easy win. Rams were minus nine and a half; they covered that spread, but we had them at minus two and a half. They won thirty-eight to eleven, I believe. So uh, we won fifty on that one. We lost A and M in Missouri. We got to stop taking these A and M overs, unfortunately, because the games that we don't take, their games go over. And then the games that we do, they stay under. So they did their part scoring over 30 points, but their defense played great against Mizzou, which was fine. You know, good job at AM getting that win, but uh, didn't hit the over. So we lost 60 on that one. And then we had the Chiefs and the uh, Washington football team over 55 and a half. We brought it down to 48 and a half. The Chiefs scored 31, and I think the football team scored 13. So it was kind of a weird game. A lot of drives didn't convert, and uh, the football team did not do that well on offense. And then the Chargers and the Ravens, it was over 51 and a half. We we got it down to 44 and a half with a seven-point teaser. Um, And the Ravens scored 34 points, 
and the Chargers scored six. So it was a weird game. Mike Williams got hurt, and the Ravens had a good defensive game plan. They shut down Justin Herbert the whole game. So luckily for that teaser, both lost, and we were just like, well, both of them lost, so it didn't matter, um, and we lost 65 there. And then we had the Cardinals moving those out, them out from uh, plus three to plus 10. And they won easily 37 to 14. And then we had the Panthers moving from plus one to plus eight. We got lucky on this one as the Panthers were down, I think, two scores with just a few minutes left in the game. They took the game to overtime and um, ended up losing 28 to 22 in overtime, which we had them at plus eight. So we won that teaser plus 50. And then we had the Cowboys plus three and a half. Um, and then the Bills plus one and a half in a seven point teaser. Cowboys won a dramatic game uh, by six, and we had them plus three and a half, 35 to 29. And then the Bills, we I thought that game was not going to go very differently, but the Titans just came to play. They played amazing on offense and um, kept up with the Bills the whole night. The Bills could not stop Derrick Henry, as most teams cannot. And then the Bills ended up losing 31 to 34 as Josh Allen slipped on a QB sneak, um, kind of went the wrong way. And, you know, it, it was one of those things where it's a 50-50. So we ended up going two and three on the week, and that put us at minus 90. So now we're at minus 295 for that um, betting account. So, you know, not too bad. Could have been worse, but we're going to try to scale down. And we only have three picks this week. And that is Oregon at UCLA. Uh, we're going to take one college game. And, of course, you know, we're going to take the over. And this game, I like it because it's at the Rose Bowl. Great grass. Um, game starts at 2.30. I wish it started a little bit later, like 4.30, maybe 6.30 uh, Central Time, 4.30 Pacific Time, because as that evening dusk time, that seems to be the best hour to score points. I don't know why. Um, but I do think this game, both teams, you know, they're, I think they'll lean offensively in this game. And I could easily see it, see it being in the 30s for both. Um, I just like this game being at the Rose Bowl. I think when teams play, they play there, they elevate their game. And that's kind of my logic for this one. So we're going to risk 60 to win 50, buying that one down from 60 to 59 and a half. And then in the NFL, we're going to take the Bengals and the Ravens. Uh, so the Ravens are minus six and a half. We're going to bring those down, them down to 0.5. And then the Rams are hosting the Lions, which, you know, should be a beat down. But you never know in the NFL. Uh, so we're going to tease the Rams down from minus 16 and a half to minus nine and a half. I, I mean, unless the Lions just play out of their minds, this game should be open and shut. Because watching Jared Goff last week, I don't know. Um, he had a fourth and four on the Bengals 40 yard line. And the game was still decently close at this point. And he threw the ball away. And to me, I was just like, if I was a coach, I could not have that guy starting unless I couldn't have him starting. If you're going to throw a ball away on fourth and four, if you're going to throw it out of bounds, like what's the point of that? Let your team do, do something. At least throw it straight up in the air. And if they let the ball hit the ground, you're right back where you started from. But at least you gave your players a chance to make a play. And if somehow they even intercept it, that's better because your field position is better. But throwing it out of bounds is literally the worst thing you can do other than just throwing the ball straight into the ground. I mean, it's basically the same thing. So, I mean, that I don't understand that that move by Goff. 
So anyway, um, I, I think this is going to be the week where Jared Goff might get benched unless he responds. So uh, I'm going to have both of those in a, a seven-point teaser. Uh, I think the Ravens, I do think the Bengals are frisky, and so that will probably be a game. But the, the Ravens have seemed to come out on top in most games, so I want to take them just to win at home. Hopefully they don't have a letdown because they've had a couple big emotional wins um, the past couple weeks and a lot of close games this year. So we'll see how that one goes. But we're risking 65 to win 50, and I feel confident in the Rams. You know, they're going to take care of business at home. Uh, that game should be over by halftime probably. <laughs> and then uh, the last one we're going to take, we're, we said we weren't going to go big on any games this year, uh, but I do think this is a special uh, setup, and I want to take advantage of it. So we're, we have the Packers host, hosting the Washington football team. They're minus eight. And then we also have uh, the Patriots uh, minus seven hosting the Jets. And if there's one thing, I mean, the, the Patriots should be motivated coming off that tough loss last week. Uh, they're a lot, they're a pretty good team and they kept up with the Cowboys, the Jets. The one thing that concerns me in this is that they're, they did have a bye week to prepare and they have beaten the Titans, which I really still don't know how that happened, but you know, um, Zach Wilson played a great game there. I'll just say that, you know, the Pats defense intercepted uh, Zach Wilson four times last time they played. Uh, Bill Belichick knows how to mess with the rookie QBs. And I think the Pats should control this game for an easy win at home. So we're going to have them minus seven to, to be a pick. And then the Packers minus eight should, you know, just take care of business as well. Uh, they just need to win by two points. And we're going to go all out on this one and risk 260 to win two, 200. So if this one works out, that'll definitely counteract our AM loss from earlier this year where we lost three units and we'll um, have a plus four on this one, hopefully. So if we do that and we have a decent week with the other two games, we could be back to even in our uh, sports betting account. So that would be amazing. We'll see uh, how we go after this week. Hopefully I don't regret that decision on this going big, but I think both of these teams, they just should take care of business and that's all I'm going with. So um, week seven in crypto or I think it's week eight now um, is uh, we looking at our crypto portfolio Cardano picked back up a little bit, but it's still kind of lagging behind some of the other coins. We have 70 of those at 216. So those are valued at 151.20. Our Solana is one Solana. And that one was the biggest difference between last week and this week going back up to 188.08. And then we have 200 Decentraland mana at 0.79 now. So those have been kind of stagnant as well. Uh, but I'm sure they'll pump whenever the next altcoin season comes and it gets down to those tiers. Right now we're just in the you know top tier coins of the Solanas and uh, Card not Cardano, Ethereum, um, Polkadot, stuff like that. Mana 0.79 times 200 is 158. XRP still hasn't really moved. It's gone back up. Uh, but we're at 260 times 1.10, so that's 286. And then StormX, we have 5,000 at 0 0.032, which is 160. So all in all, we're at 943.28 in the investing account. And I think we have gotten closer to even every single week. And if we have any kind of week like the past week, I definitely think we will be close to even or back above even, hopefully in both accounts. Um, so we'll see. I definitely feel more confident that the crypto will bounce back 
before we'll get to even there before the other one but we'll see how it goes hopefully both do and that's it for today appreciate you tuning in enjoy that new all-time high for bitcoin it lasted a day and then we'll see where we go from here hopefully we get a little sideways action and then the altcoins pumping and catch up so that's it for this week guys appreciate you tuning in have a good one